Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm Welcome to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast, where we take a closer look at the people of the cigar industry with your host, Mike and Mike. Hi, Michael. Hello, Michael. So, you want to, you want me to update you on my current day? Because my day started well, but then really uh, went into the shitter. Really oh, because quick. of the nice haircut? Was but, that the highlight well, of your day? That was definitely part uh, of it. It looks very nice. Thank you. Too bad this isn't video, so everybody can see your haircut. I'll, I can take a picture and post it on your Cigar Hustlers podcast group, oh, Facebook group. Oh, I bet they'd love that. Of my new haircut. I bet they would love that. Two likes. Anyway, what happened with your day? Oh, well, I, you know, I started, up, started well. Yes. Got up, went to the gym, you know, got my haircut. Got gas in my car, made it to the gas station. Oh, full day. I didn't think that shit was going to happen, but I made it to the gas station. Um, and then everything kind of fell apart. What happened? I had oh, an, that sounds terrible. I, had, I would have like a dun-dun-dun. We had an employee call out a half hour before they are supposed to be here. And then another one, no call, no show. So then we had pretty much nobody to uh, run, to, to uh, work this to run Cigar Hustler this, this, uh, well, this evening. Do a self-service um, counter and, uh, you know, yeah. honor system. But it's uh, you can watch the video from on your phone. From phone. <laughs> Would like a, leave a sign on the counter. Right. Leave money please, here. Please pay. Uh, you you know credit card. Just swipe card here. <laughs> so um, but it did start to turn around because apparently there was a schedule mis- mix up and um, one of those employees oh, so good now. thought that she was supposed to be here. I don't at really three think she thought she was supposed to. Oh, there was wait. a lot. There, there was a lot of hugging out from with oh. her mother, like something that, traumatic had happened. What if? What if she listens to the podcast? Eh. Mm-hmm. We didn't say a name. There's only one she that works. Here. I hate when your wife does that to us, though. When she doesn't show up when she's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> backpedal, backpedal, backpedal. I cover, cover, cover. So we have a friend of ours here. Wait. What? What do you want? The status update right now? No, no, you didn't do the. Oh thing. shit! Shit! Oh, shit. Come okay. on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You ready? One, ready? two, three, go. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm Mike too. And this is the a cigar, cigar hustlers podcast. podcast. <laughs> we have a, a, a good friend of ours in the uh, studio slash office here. Um, one. Oh, Mr. last week you said you're just gonna start calling it the studio. Oh shit! In the studio, <laughs> one Mr. Alfredo Cruz. Say hi, Alfredo. Hello, everyone. He's got a romantic voice. He does. Hello. Hello. Alfredo Reps is the is a broker for Illusion Foundation and Jetline. Jetline Cigars. Jetline Lighters. <laughs> Jetline Lighters. Jetline Lighters. Um, it, what, so what is this, before we get into it, what is the Jetline Lighter, the, the Patriot? Is that what this That's is? That's the Patriot right there, yeah. I got a, you know, fucking shameless plug. That is definitely the best lighter that I abuse and use on the regular. As far as relight and cost efficiency, I don't care if I throw it away. I usually try and steal one whenever I'm traveling. As soon as I land, I'm like, hey, you got a Jetline? You got a... Got a Patriot? That's the same one I take around normally, daily. Uh, the one I brought today, I'm obviously showing off to try and... Pedaling. Uh, pedal. pedaling. Of course. Hey, nice you know, showcasing. You know, what's what's nice about Alfredo, and, and I, I'll kind of give you a, a geographical explanation as to where Cigar Hustler is. It's the epicenter of, of the cigar industry, obviously. In, <laughs> obviously. Uh, in, in Deltona, Florida, which is just east of Orlando. So, uh, as being a broker, Alfredo has uh, decided to grace us with his presence on an <laughs> annual basis. So, this, oh. is, uh, this is our annual visit. That's not entirely true, but I do like to break his balls. 
<laughs> maybe biannual, maybe twice a year. I'm sure I was here at least three months ago. He called. You three called months. like you called like last week. I think I did. You I did call. I do call once in a while, checking on you. Guys. Yeah, I do my best to make that conversation as awkward as possible. <laughs> You're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. Good. Where's Nick? And then I just then I just dead air him. <laughs> I gotta stop he's with like, the closed-ended questions. He's like, sweet, okay. Uh, so yeah, just uh, you know, and I won't let let him get it into a sale or anything, and tell him I need anything or anything like that. <laughs> I just leave it. Blank. And, and this is the good brother. The other one's worse. Yeah. The, oh, the, uh, the other brother's worse. definitely, definitely far worse. meaner than I am. That is that is for for sure for sure. All right, so. Obviously, the podcast is the origin-based. We want to kind of get to know you and, and how you found yourself into the cigar industry. Uh, so what did you do before you got into the cigar industry? I did a lot of stuff. Uh, mainly after college, I was a pharmaceutical rep, believe it or not. I wore a suit and tie every single day for about eight years. And you wound up in the cigar industry. Yeah, right. uh, that, degree, that degree. <laughs> went, all that money I spent on college was so, you know... So, uh, so you started off as a pharmaceutical as rep. As a pharmaceutical rep, and then in 2007, uh, left that industry. It just kind of changed. And right. So, so um, it, well, first of all, that's very vague. Um, second of all, I'm going to, because at this point, I've come to the conclusion that you were peddling Viagra, and now that, <laughs> it's, about to say Viagra. Now that it's readily accessible at every gas station <laughs> as, you know, the fucking knockoff bullshit, that's kind of where you tanked. Not exactly a different right. medication, but same concept. Right. Right? Oh, 2007, they didn't need as many of us anymore, so it just... You know. so you got the axe. Uh, yeah, I got the axe, and then uh, yeah, any other company I would have gone to would have been waiting for the axe. So I just said, you know, I, I need to do something different. And uh, as a pharmaceutical rep, I always had trouble finding a good caterer. Okay. So believe it or not, I just opened up a catering company within a month of I being didn't laid know out. That. So I had a catering company for two years doing pharmaceutical no functions. Yeah. So what would what'd you do for, uh, like, what was your food lineup for catering? I had, well, I originally li- uh, started because I had a relative through my now ex-wife, my wife at the time, um, that had a little Cuban cafeteria, and I went there for lunch one day, and it just it just kind of hit me. She served me this massive amount of food uh, for, it was like $5 and change, and I asked her, I said, hey, could you do this for me? You know, smaller portions. For 200 people? Yeah, well, just, yeah, larger scale, smaller portions, you know, right. presented this way, a certain way, the way it's expected, you know, more corporate type. Uh, and then I just marked it up, and I printed out some menus, incorporated, went out, did the same thing I did before as a drug rep, visited the same offices. Right. Networked with my former colleagues as, as reps, and uh, and I, I did really well for two years, but then when she got rid of the little cafeteria, then all of a sudden I had to kind of either... You know, start making your own. Yeah, and start I, I, making, I, I, raising beans and some, I, some I'm not a I'm not a restaurant guy. Well, I mean, I had her. I, I had I taught her how to do some Italian food, some wraps, and other right. little Swedish variety. meatballs. No, no Swedish meatballs. No, go to IKEA for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I realized I was going to have to go and commit and rent a space, and right. I didn't know the first thing about setting up a kitchen or any of that. I'm a marketing guy, I'm a middleman, and this is what I do. Right. So I just I said, you know what? Let me just look for something else. And uh, I started exploring cigars because there was an opportunity at the time with a big company. When I gave them my salary history, uh, they kind of right. tossed me to the side. Right. <laughs> they were like, yeah, no, we don't want you. Uh, <laughs> and so, but I already kind of um, wanted in. And so I found a few small companies that were willing to take a chance with me. And I started repping with uh, originally PDR, Christophe, La Palina, and Jetline. That was my original portfolio. So, like, <laughs> So how does how does that transition actually occur? I mean, first of all, I, I totally understand as far as working with family, right? So I could see how that would fall apart. 
never work with family. It's I highly advise against it. Um, you know, business partners. I remember are, the man whose partner is his brother, his wife now works at the shop, and uh, I think the children are starting to work here too. I don't know. Well, but they don't clock in. The kids don't clock. I in. don't clock in. That's true. <laughs> which which I appreciate. Which is uh, very nice. Anyway, yeah, I mean, sorry. you know, you got you get you got there's perks for that. You have oh, your yeah, own yeah. key, it, it, you get your alarm card, uh, alarm, alarm code. People leave you alone. You can smoke your cigars and and make your China connects uh, at, uh, at a given Come time. Come and go as I please. That's not all bad. Yeah. Well, not as you please, because there are times I'm like, hey, are you? <laughs> well, you, you don't say, hey, can you go to the shop? You're like, hey, are you at the shop? Are you there? Are you there? Can I you be a, there in ten minutes? I need a T-shirt, or can you train the new guy to open? Or? Yes. So that's okay. So how so how do you transition? How do you find your way into the cigar industry? Uh, in my case, I just started. If you say with you went back to the same places again and started selling. Cigars, I was going to say that. <laughs> it didn't work that way. Well, I know these twenty guys and so, they'll buy anything. So I hey, got, so. uh, Viagra's not working out. How do you feel about uh, PDR? <laughs> It was definitely uh, a difficult learning curve because uh, nobody knew me, and and this is a business where a lot relationships are a, a big, you know. A right, big but how'd you get into it? I literally just started calling these companies around and calling cigar companies. Yeah, they didn't have reps. There was really uh, not that many. Uh, remember, this is before Groover. It was pretty much Pete was the only independent in right. Florida. So Pete. there was well, a lot of. Was it Pete's brother? Or was it Pete? Uh, actually, I started right. Probably a couple weeks before Paul passed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Paul was around, but Paul had his thing. Well, actually, it wasn't Pete. Yeah, it was Paul. Right. Pete was still selling metal containers and different industry, and I knew him from a local shop. But um, so how did you decide on cigars? Yes. Uh, I I when I learned that it was an independent broker thing that where you didn't have you didn't work for a company, that layoff in 2007 was really impactful because I had worked my entire life since I was old enough to legally work and I'd never been let go from a job and all wow. of a sudden I found myself in my mid-30s married head of a household responsible for everything and because and unemployed uh, right well I, most but mostly because no through no fault of mine I, right. I my numbers were there everything was there but just the layoff happened they got rid of the majority of the sales force because they overgrew, and it was just there was a lot there. So basically, somebody else made a bad decision. I was paying for it, and I said, you know what? I'm done with the corporate, corporate setup. I'd never want to have to depend on anybody else. I want to just do my own thing. And it just seemed like as a broker, and I saw, you know, I'd heard about Paul. I didn't know Paul that well, but I knew that he did fairly well, well, really well, right. uh, with the brands that he had. And I figured, let me just give this a shot and go that route. So, and, so you started calling. So I, I called the first brand was PDR Abe. and Abe he had no representation and he was like eh why not just send, send me a, some cigars and right. some you know the little brochures and whatever have at it I I had no information whatsoever I started with uh, the IPCPR list and basically Google and I just started going around kind of blindly feeling my way around and trying to figure out you know right. where to go and who to see and all that so it was the learning curve was. It was pretty pretty steep. It was uh, difficult. Right. Yeah. So this is mainly in South Florida, I'm assuming. Right? No, I, I I started when I started off. I you hit the whole thing. I, anybody who was on the IPCPR list, at the very least, they were on my target list. If you know, if I could make it out there, I I did. In the state of Florida. In the or? state of Florida. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So were you the first broker for PDR? I was. So I mean, essentially, you could have called anywhere in the U.S. 
Right. Um, I don't know if he had. I think he had other brokers at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had other reps back then at the, at the time. Um, trying to think. I mean, I know for sure John Fee has been with him forever in Hawaii, but uh, trying to think of some of the other guys. Well, that's a hell of a commute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit. But he I got one event on there. an island, and I have to go. Well, Hawaii is extremely difficult too, right? The, the, the taxes, taxes and all that. Yeah, and the smoking laws are, are horrific over there. It's crazy. Right. So, um, yeah, so he's got a, a tough gig, but, you know, he lives on, on uh, tra- what do I call it, uh, Fantasy Island. Oh, very nice. That's the one that's on fire right Mr. Rourke. He's the, no, he's on one of the bigger ones. So, I mean, the, in my opinion, the brokers have one of the most difficult jobs in the industry, right? It's extremely challenging because uh, everything is, is uh, you know, cost-benefit. It's coming out of your pocket, so you always right. have to make those decisions of, you know, what area do I go to, how long do I stay there, and all that. Whereas, you know, when you work for one of these big companies, they kind of just tell you, okay, this is what you got to do. Here's your charge card, expense, everything, and, you know, you have your good days, you have your bad days. And with us, it eventually it balances out once you grow your portfolio enough and you sell enough product. It's not really that big of a consideration, the, the expenses, but initially... That's the the most difficult part because you know you're going out there and you're spending, you know, a certain amount of money and then, especially with newer brands, when you look at that commission check, it might be a third of what you right. spent, and you spent the whole month working. You're sitting there scratching your head like, oh my god, what am I doing? Right. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. Not only that, but you're also, I mean, your your head is constantly on the chopping block as far as um, overall sales, right? So if the if the bucks the, for whatever reason, and I I don't entirely agree with this. I think that it's really wrong. Um, most companies will hold you responsible if sales don't work out, right? Well, and and brands have ups and downs, and I've seen them with many different brands. I won't go into any specific details, but you've seen right. it as well, where some brands just we get have to get you drunk to get to your information. <laughs> Should have started yeah. this with rum or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can only do vodka. I'm on keto right now. Oh. I'm trying to trying to slim down. Very nice. But uh, so with most brands, go ahead. yeah, Sorry. with most most brands, you know, they'll they'll have a, a life cycle a trend where they'll for whatever might be the reasons between the cigars, the marketing, the the story, whatever right. uh, factors uh, come into play, and the brand will just blow up. But it might only last, you know, six months, a year, two years, three years, and then it kind of dwindles down. Right. Uh, you know, it's our job that when it does spike to try and keep it as close to that you know top as possible possible. but you know there's there's always those ups and downs and it's just it's the market it's really competitive out there. there's a lot of good cigars out there there's a lot of manufacturers doing the right things and 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 really you know uh uh, taking us to task from a competitive standpoint where it's um it's just really really challenging it never gets easier this is the only thing i've ever done for this long that has not gotten easier. On the contrary, every day I wake up scratching my head, like, "Oh my God, how right. am I going to do this? Yeah, what am I going to do now?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely hard, and and you know, you're kind of held liable too for the marketing of a manufacturer, which you know I don't think is entirely fair. You, I don't think that, I don't think that it's difficult to kind of make a great cigar, back that cigar, believe in that cigar, and you know, kind of build that, develop that brand. However, if that, if your owners or you know your higher ups aren't properly marketing it or at least making points of contact with consumers and retailers then they kind of fall to the wayside if it falls to the wayside and the sales drop you're still responsible for it where they're not and that's what I'm that's what I think is kind that of make, that makes up. sense I understand right. what you're saying now yeah all the factors have to be there the manufacturer has to do their part you know we have to do our part um, you know 
because we can we can do so much there's only you know I, I don't know if i've ever shown you the the map of florida have a map where every shop at least the shops that i visit right is marked off with a little yellow star it just looks like yeah it's just oh, man, it's crazy they're, they're, everywhere. they're everywhere there's so many so right. you know it's it's a lot so i, I try and get to everybody as as uh, frequently as i can right. and uh uh, it's you know so but there's there's always going to be periods where maybe you know you got an event in one side of the state so right. you have to kind of skip out on another part and then so you'll miss a rotation and then so instead of being six to, you know four six eight weeks between a visit it might be Nine sixteen or ten months. yeah like <laughs> I was here three months ago I was, I was going for that break if you didn't I know I know I was, like I said I'm just there must have been an event over in Tampa or something yeah. on your rotation yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. It was January. Uh, Nick was with me in January in Tampa, so I blame uh, Nick. Right? All Nick's fault. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag let's hang out. Yeah, hashtag let's hang out. Um, all right, so what was your first account that you opened up? Do you remember what it was? My first account? Yeah. Uh, Come on, I had to give you like a semi-erection when it had You're like, I took the fucking account! I got one! I got one! Um, it, was, it wasn't much. It wasn't much. But it was much. still the it first was, one. It was one box. Ooh, big one. Marcus Daniel bought one box of Kristoff uh, Criollo Robusto from me. No shit. What's in, the name of the shop? Old Naples. Uh, Marcus Daniel Tobacconist. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a guy. Yeah. Is he well, still there? It is a guy. Yeah, he's got a lot of his own stuff. He makes his own cigars, pipe tobacco, a bunch of stuff. Like, he's, he's a across the board does a bunch of his own stuff uh but he so he didn't have a lot of other products in there but i guess the fact that i came in and we talked he liked the cigar he bought a box box. from me i mean now i rarely sell a A box box, yeah (laughs) no shit that doesn't even pay for the gas to get there you kidding me i like one box so like this is i'm assuming what 2009 2009 in in march march 2009 all right so you started kind of hitting shops I'm assuming in South Florida, right? And you're working your way up. Those were the easiest ones, but like to start off. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I mean, because that's where you're based out. Of, right. 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 But even still, when you started off, those accounts didn't come around right away with your first point of contact. It took. Yeah, it took a few visits. I mean, fucking Naples, Florida, is far away from Miami. Yeah. It's for me. It's not. It's not even an overnight territory, just because it's about a two-hour drive. Right. But how many shops are from your house to Naples? How many shops did you visit before oh, across the state? Yeah. Before you hit in Naples back then, there weren't many. There's a lot more now. Right. Uh, but there, there between weren't many. Between Miami and Naples, across Alligator Island. Right. Uh, no, no, so, there's, yeah, but there's let me, one. Okay. Uh, we used to be Alligator Island. Now smoke on the water. Uh, yeah, that's my dude. I like there. that guy, Mr. Daniel. Yep. G Money and Nick. The fucking. I, like I started doing keto because of G money, because of Gianni. Yeah, well, he lost like a hundred pounds. Dude, crazy. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. So, but like, I'm trying to paint a picture as to how you got to your first open account, right? So you open, you wake up, you're you're at your house, and you start to hit the road, right? So realistically, you can hit on a bad day two or three accounts on a good day six accounts i'm assuming when i started out i could hit about 10 or 12 because nobody gave me the time of day right like hey okay hey, exactly i was <laughs> in and out i was like just how you doing i'm afraid of uh pdr cigars <laughs> yeah and they're like fucking cool story bro get the fuck yeah. out of here leave me your price sheet yeah, exactly. and uh, have a nice fucking day yeah pretty much yeah that's kind of how it went at first so i was hitting a lot of shops i was kind of just getting things out there um the, setting the feelers 
Yeah, the, the the first the the first two brands that kind of really took off for me more, be like you mentioned earlier about the advertising and everything, were Christoph and La Polina. They were doing a lot of advertising, there was a lot of brand awareness. Right. And fortunately for us, being in a Snowbird sanctuary, a lot of people, the brand was already those brands were already kind of well, mostly Christoph was was growing up north, so the Snowbirds were coming down and asking for it. So right. when I came in, a lot of cases they already had had requests for it from their seasonal customers. Um, uh, Unfortunately, I learned about seasonality in Florida that year when I decided in the summer, <laughs> oh, especially in Naples. Yeah, in the summer to 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 work that whole area, and, and uh, the rest in peace, Jackie from uh, Bonita Smoke Shop. I come in one day, uh, it was like June, and uh, started talking to her about the brands. I'm all excited, you know, I got all this enthusiasm. She's like, she just looked at me and said, "Son, come back in October." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you are you kidding me? Well, right. not, now I get it. Yeah, that whole area, like pretty much Naples and Sarasota, gets really quiet this time of year. Right. And uh, so, so yeah, that's some of the stuff you learn over time. Right. So, how many no's do you think you got before you opened up your first, sold your first box at Marcus Daniels? Man, I honestly cannot remember. I try right. to, I try not block to block out the negative. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you know, it's just kind of like. I'm trying to give people some some form of hope, right? Like, people start with the, the their brands, or, or like let's say a broker comes out and they, you know they get out of the pharmaceutical industry and they get into tobacco for God knows what fucking reason. Catering isn't working out, or whatever the case may be, and um, you know they got the cigar. They're excited about the cigar. They start hitting shops, and you know they're getting the hey, uh, okay, get the fuck out. You know what I mean? So like. Maybe you don't want to remember how many knows, but it had to be a lot. A lot. You know? Maybe a Definitely. time span instead of a, a number of knows. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. Well, like we're yet at six months before. Most, most accounts most accounts that brought any of my brands in, at a bare minimum, took at least three to five visits right. before I had any traction whatsoever. Where, and I, when I say traction, I'm not saying an order. I'm saying where they finally said, okay, let me see a price sheet. Let you sit down, right? Like, yeah, right. like a buying sign where they say, let me see a price sheet. Okay, what do the boxes look like? So, you know, they start thinking about does it fit on the shelf. So you start to figure, okay, they're they're actually considering it. Right. You know, so it took it took a lot of that, and uh, and like I said, the, the the business is a very tightening knit group in the sense that it takes you a while to just kind of get in front of them and get in front yeah. of them, and then they finally become one of them. Yeah, they finally realize, okay, this guy's not going away. I'm gonna have to make <laughs> some room in the humidor. Make him stop right. showing up. Yeah, so because you know, you guys you guys have a challenge. There's you know, there's only so much room in the humidor. Uh, there's only so many products that that you feel as a retailer are gonna, are marketable and are going to move, and so it's yeah, always. He's been here more than you think. That's exactly what you tell everybody. There's only so much room in the humidor, and there's. there's well, well, that's a standard move. That's, <laughs> that's, that's your that is your quintessential that. retailer ah, gotcha. re- remark. Oh, you know, okay. I mean, it's just the facts. Well, yeah. In all honesty, I mean, like there's probably three brands that I'm that I want to take on. That you know, if I had the space and availability, hey, illusion. I would I would take them on today, but you know. Well, we need Greg to come and build a bigger humidor. Yeah, yeah, but even still, you have to make sure that that makes sense. Because if your size expands, does that mean you're going to sell more cigars? I don't know. I don't own a shop. Exactly. I come and go as you, I please. We you, established this earlier. You know what your traffic is for in, inside now. Online is a different animal. Maybe if you take oh, on a different brand, point, yeah. you, you'll boost more sales. In its entirety, but this fucking podcast isn't about me. God damn it, Mike! Sorry, <laughs> I was just trying to give my buddy here a little more credit for the more visits. Yeah, well, that, what kind of fun is that? We got him in the hot seat. We got a mic in front of him. We're recording this. 
we got to blast okay. him a little bit. I, I mean, I'm, I'm letting him, you know, I'm giving him a little cuppage. He's, he's, ta- you know? he's taking cuppage. it easy on me. He's taking it easy on me. Yeah, it's off pitching. I'm, I'm casually breaking his balls, but I'm still, you know. All right, I'm going to sit over here and adjust my knobs. I flat out it. said being a broker is the toughest part, the toughest uh, position well, in this industry. He said that to the cigar owner the other day, too. So just... But it's a fact. <laughs> Wait, being a retailer is not. No, I don't know. Just on with the show. We're on. We're on the show. Stop busting my ball. This, I'm, I'm one of you. This is the show. This is you. Oh, yeah, until you turned on me. Oh. <laughs> you rat bastard. Where's that mute button? I so, got a mute button over here. So, what is your favorite shop that you hang out at? Uh, cigar like, hustler. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of things about a lot of different cigar shops. Oh, yeah, very political, fucking, isn't it? Yeah, that's not gonna work. Um, uh, wait till we get to the other question. But Where's obviously, you? I live. I live in. I live in Miami. Yes. Uh, and so you know, I. I go between a, a couple different ones for, for a couple different reasons. Right. Uh, I spent a good amount of time at uh, Cigar Shop of Bird Road, uh, used to be Havana Humidor, and at Caribbean Cigars. Those are like the two that I kind of rotate between. And then during the day, I'll go by some more Havana sometimes, but uh, it's closest to my house. Right. But uh, but there's so many shops, man. It's uh, I, I try and show love to everybody equally, but it's it's uh, that's that's one of those parts of the map that's just... Right. Peppered with little yellow spots. So, when was the last? So, you mentioned Caribbean. Yep. Uh, I like I like Caribbean. I like Havana Huma too. Uh, Steve works. He's a good dude. Um, but so Caribbean has this whole thing called uh, a series of uh, fuck that guy at FTG. Well, we do have a, 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 a non-broadcasted <laughs> that Jack Taranio has uh, mentioned at our last Jack podcast. Show, yes. We have a talk show. Yeah, it's uh, Jack and Hector. Right. Hector Alfonso. From uh, Espinosa Cigars. They, they, they just send out a group text. If I happen to be local, you know, I'd pop in there. Usually we we get a few other people in there, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's usually an interesting an interesting time. They hate when I go on though. Yeah, because they they want gossip, and I'm my lips are sealed, bro. Oh, yeah. well, hey, that's very, good. very political. You can tell that's me. good. You know, I like talk shit about anybody. I mean, I can tell you, you know, if you want a good story to come out, all you have to do is contact my boy Spencer Drake out in Texas and say, hey, don't tell anybody this, <laughs> and he will flat out fucking instantly tweet it, Facebook it. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with, <laughs> fucking with Spence. But um, so, so what was the the last episode of FTG? Uh, the Which you cannot if you don't want to mention names, you don't have. Yeah, to. they was they were trying to get a personal matter, some information from me. But honest, my honest answer, and it's 100 percent true. I've had no contact with this person for a good amount of time. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with their <laughs> relationship. This, this, this is, is a, like this relationship th- stuff. It's not even, has nothing to do with cigar uh, business. With the this, is this is 100% oh. gossip. Right. And I'm like, I really just don't know. And they're like, oh man, you're holding out. I'm not, I'm not holding out, dude. <laughs> right. I really just don't know. But if so, you did know, you would have held out. I probably would have. Right. <laughs> we should start a small section, a segment called FTG. Fuck that guy? Fuck that guy. Oh yeah, that'll be great in the cigar industry. No one will talk to us. <laughs> no one will go on the show <laughs> anymore. Like, we're not ever, ever going on. Fuck that guy sewing circle, it's called. Fuck that guy, yep. The fuck that guy selling circle. All right. Um, so what are we smoking? We're smoking the Ultra Number Eight by Illusion. By Illusion. Little shameless plug there for you. Hey, thank you thank very you much, so for, much for bringing them out here. And uh, this is a really good cigar for sure. Um, I really liked. I was at Caribbean. I don't know a few months ago, and Alan gave me uh, the Rothschild, like I was telling you earlier, and I thought that that was a really really good smoke. Um, I don't know if. Dion would even identify me, but um, if I ever saw him. But I could tell you that we did have one um, interaction when we were really new to the industry, uh-huh. and 
and we didn't know. I'm going to keep it as uh, as fucking DL as I can, but we really didn't know a lot about the industry at the time. And uh, I think that my brother flat out insulted Dion <laughs> unintentionally. <laughs> so uh, I hope that he doesn't remember that. Um, but uh, you never know. Hey, whatever. Fuck it. You know, sometimes you want to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs, I guess. <laughs> All right. I need to know more about this story. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you have to ask Greg because okay. it's his, it's his well, story. He needs it's that not for my next story. time he's uh, FCG. Yeah, on the uh, here. Let on, me tell you what I learned about Mike and Greg. On the next episode of FTG. You wouldn't believe what he told me on FTG Sewing Circle. Well, you want to get to the questions? We can do the questions, yes. Excellent. All right, we have a series of questions we ask everybody who comes dun, on the dun, show. Dun. We okay. didn't tell you about Standard this question, did we? Did not. we like that no, <laughs> no, we like that nobody listens, so you don't get to hear the questions beforehand. <laughs> do you want to do the status update first as far as the viewers? Oh, yeah. The, we uh, well, I don't have total numbers, but we are uh, big in a new country. Yes, tell me this country. Djibouti. Djibouti? <laughs> yes. Who's, who's it's, Booty? It's spelled with a D, but it's pronounced Djibouti. It's a small country on the Horn of Africa. Really? Like nine people all of a sudden just went boop and they listened to the episode. Like wildfire. Like wildfire. That's it's crazy. It's like number Djibouti. eight now on our list in Djibouti. Fucking Isn't that nice? Djibouti's got Djibouti, it going on. Djibouti Djibouti. That is fantastic. I mean, I feel like there's a joke there that I just can't, I, I, I can't I, develop. Yeah, I don't know either, but it, it happened yesterday. I had to Google it. I had no idea where it was because it's spelled like D-H-I-J-U-T or something. Right. But it was phonetically on the on the internet, so I could see it was Djibouti. I've heard of Djibouti, but I couldn't find it. You've heard of my booty? What's the national language there? Not English, but I don't know. Maybe that's why we're so fun. Maybe that's why we're so popular there because they don't speak English. Well, thank you everybody out in uh, everybody Djibouti. Big uh, shout out to the Djibouti fans. Yes, that's very nice of you. Um, so yeah, hey, we got an update there. That's really um, nice. Thank we're you for at that with uh, us. over twenty six hundred views. Our this won't be posted or up anytime soon, but uh, the. Uh, Johan episode is very popular that ha- went up Tuesday. Hashtag Dominican wealth. Yes, and that is catching on too, like wildfire is on social media. I see media, that, yeah, it's so, fucking yeah. blowing up. It's blowing up. It was really funny. It was my boy at Nixagram was telling me about DW. He's like, you got to ask me about DW. And I'm like, are you talking about Dominican wealth? Did, it, did we mention that in the last podcast? Oh, we did, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you called him that through the whole thing. And we talked about his Paris and right. trips and all this. But, stuff. like, it was already kind of circulating. It was. Very, but the origin very, is here. Yes. Like, I gave him that fucking yep. name. And so I'm going to take on. credit for that. And he's embraced that. it, too. So Juan doesn't mind. Um, it, you know, it was kind of like a submission. Like, he fought it at first, and he tried to counter back, and it didn't work well. So we just kept beating it into him. And then uh, uh, the I think it's the, the old, uh, any press is good press. So if it, for, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Let's get to the questions. Oh, the questions. The questions. The questions. Uh, i got to go to the book. So I dun, dun, correct. dun, dun, dun. So we don't fuck that up. All right. Well, one person, living or dead, would you like to have a cigar with? Living or dead that I like to have a cigar with. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dead air. Dead air. Winston Churchill. Winston oh, Churchill. Because I know he smoked. Yeah, that's true. So what if the other guy didn't smoke? Cigar. There isn't anybody else? I mean, you can't really just base it solely on the fact. I mean, you could say Winston Churchill because he's definitely a colorful, interesting character. So right. the cover right. Right. Who gives a fuck if he smoked? All right. I was trying to be historical. Right. Hugh Hefner. Hugh, well, that's still historical. Hopefully, at his place. Right, exactly. Yeah, at his place. Well, it's gone now. It's been it's sold. Oh, Oh, you know. Can you imagine the cleanup in that fucking? Oh, oh, the the pool alone. Lots of bleach. Lots Hazmat of peroxide <laughs> draining it, scrubbing that thing down. All right, excellent. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Okay, next question. Best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Dead air. Wow. Dead air. <laughs> 
dead air. God, think about it. You, if you'd give me a little advance notice. No, 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 no. So why'd you go with Hugh? With Hugh? Yeah. I mean, Do come you have on, to ask? The, the mansion. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, you got to figure perks. my way in or my way out. I might accidentally I got you. run into something. <laughs> might, <laughs> run into something. Over and might over slip and over and fall and over. Yeah, I'll, jump the in the grotto. I'll jump in the grotto. I don't care. Right. I, I know it's, you know, Ugh. it's filthy, but I, I still jump the water in. around, yeah. make a clean spot. Why not? I'll take a selfie in there in no time. All right, so I bought you some time. What's the, what's the best piece of advice <laughs> that I he, ever he, gave you? He was thinking about being in the grotto. <laughs> he was not thinking about the question. Well, uh, it's something that one of my professors in, in college uh, said, and it, it was it was a very blanket statement. It was more about, uh, I studied international affairs, it was more about geopolitics, mm-hmm. but it applies kind of to everything, relationships and business, and, and uh, there are no friends, there are no enemies, only interests. Only interests. Oh. And that stuck with you, yeah, for like seventy-five years. When yeah, we, for yeah, what, for a long time. What were you, well, yeah, it's been a while. It has years. been seventy-five years, obviously. 75. But like, how long? Uh, how long ago did you get that? That was in the nineties. So holy shit! Yeah. So and here you years. are. You know what I mean? <laughs> still so, alive. So it obviously stuck with you. Still alive. Still alive. Rocking the keto. He's diet. probably not. He was pretty old at the time. So right. Professor George might be. Might be gone. No longer around with us. Yeah. But a part of him is now. He lives on. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And he was mentioned on the podcast. All right, next. next next question. What is your favorite cigar? Ooh, it's been for a long time the uh, Epernay Legrand. It's self-serving because I rep for him now, but this was true, and I can I can get third-party confirmation on this that even in the past I, I did purchase boxes of this right while I was selling other cigars right. So like this is an interesting scenario here because it, is, uh, it was I, a favorite cigar before he repped it. Yeah, I didn't know. And it now got. it's a favorite cigar. That's right. So now that you don't rep it. Or now that you rep it, we need another answer. Outside of my line, I, I usually go for, you have it in the humidor, the, the black label Tatuaje Corona Gorda. That's one of my okay. go-tos. Yeah. That's a great stick, for sure. Oh, he's very fast. He's got good answers. He's got good answers. He's got good answers. But we're making good time. I don't buy a lot oh, of cigars. Yeah, when I do, that's right. one of them. Yeah. I, I just uh, steal okay, them. What fictional character <laughs> would you like to, yeah, you don't pay for anything. <laughs> what fictional character would you like to share a cigar with? Ooh. Superman. Superman all day. Okay, like <laughs> Superman, <laughs> like Christopher Reeves. Superman. That's actually my my answer. I've I've been asked in interviews when they say, um, you know, uh, who who, who, who would you like to wind up naked next no. to? <laughs> no Superman. Uh, like a, would you uh, like to be in the grotto with? Who do you consider <laughs> like a, a fictional role model? And I say Superman. They look at me like, why would you say Superman? And I say, well, look at this guy. He has all the power that you could ever have, and he could use it for whatever self-serving means he right. he wants to. And he uses it to, you know, help help right people for good in the American right. way and all that good stuff. That truth, justice, thing. the American yeah, way. Yeah, truth, justice, the American way. Right. Guy could, that could just be, you know, walking into banks and taking all the money he wants. And, yeah, that's true. They couldn't stop. Yeah, him. they could stop. Him. Batman stopped. Well, Batman, him. Batman. But they brought him back to life. Yeah, you're talking Justice League. Well, yeah, like the movie. Well, that's where he. Oh, that stupid Batman versus mm. Superman movie. That was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your mother's married. My mother's married. Let's be friends. <laughs> you want to skip together? So it's not the spandex then. It's just the fact that it's, it's not, not the, the spandex. It's, it's not, not any cape. one of the actors or characters. I don't roll that way. But right. it's just the idea of this right. guy has all this power and he do, he uses it for good and right. not for self-serving purposes. So that's you know that's pretty. So when are you running for president? <laughs> <laughs> no time soon. That's for sure. 
All right. The uh, last question is not really a question, but how do people get a hold of you? Your Instagram, social media My stuff? Instagram is CigarPimpFL. And uh, my Facebook is Alfredo Cruz. And you'll, if you're a cigar smoker, you probably have three or 800 you know, mutual contacts with me. So right. you'll see me come right up. There you go. You got it? Cigar. So Cigar Pimp is also, oh, we already follow each other. Is also yeah, smoking yeah, the water. It's the Cigar Pimp, and we had to talk about this yes. uh, in, in the past. But we didn't have it on recording. <laughs> no, I talked to Dan about it in, right. in the past, and uh, I didn't know he had that already like trademarked and all that other stuff when I used the name. So right. when he kind of launched his thing, I said, hey, I'll change it if if you want me to. And he's like, no, dude, no worries. He's We're a good. cool dude. Yeah. I, like, Super really cool chill dude. guy. Love that guy. So Cigar Pimp FL. Cigar Pimp FL. Cigar Pimp FL. Very That's nice. it. That's all the questions. All right. That's it. So you, uh, congratulations, you have survived the Cigar Hustler podcast. Thank you, sir. Very. Thank you very much for having me on. And uh, I like these spur of the moment shows where they show up and we're like, hey, hey follow us back here. We have mics. Oh, surprise. Surprise. And dude, you know, you're a good guy, you know, and we wish you nothing but the best. And uh, we like the products that you rep, even though we only carry... 66% of them yeah, at this we're current time. We're getting there. We're getting there. Just you know, one, one to go. That's it. Know, Got 100%. One, one, one trigger pull right. away from 100%. <laughs> Maybe four more visits and we'll consider oh, it. And we'll take on a box. Wait, wait. There's, there's only so much room in the humidor. That's um, yeah, tactful. It's gotta, you got to be tactful, Michael. Just throw it out there. Fucking Should put on a shirt. Trying to throw me under the bus. I mean, like, I've been... I've honestly had... I got, like... Yeah, three accounts that I want to take on that, you know... Would you like to develop <laughs> No, because <laughs> I don't carry ruins them. all your leverage that way too. I don't carry them. <laughs> exactly, you have to ask yourself how much leverage do I really have? Let's prioritize the three. Illusions first. Illusions <laughs> first, eh? Hmm. 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 All right. Well, I think that uh, uh, that would be it. We're done. It's all finished. And the uh, feedback thing is on the uh, the back end of it, or what do you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all gets added in the uh, thing. But you can say it if you like to say it. Make yeah, you feel good. If you like to uh, leave us, if we would love it if you gave us some feedback on the show. And yeah, anybody, it. anybody want to leave feedback? Anybody? Yeah. Or, good, bad. Yeah, reviews. If you want to have a specific Subscribe. person on the show, we'll do our best to um, douse them with chloroform and drag them in the <laughs> drag back them office in the back room. and um, wait for them to wake up and then answer, have, ask them a bunch of uh, ridiculous. Let's just questions. ask them questions while they're passed out. Uh, yeah, it'll He's be like the regular questions. It's, yeah, this is like the dead air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, that's it, I think. We're done. All right, bye. That's it, folks. Show's over. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can leave them on our Facebook page at Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Cigar Hustlers Podcast. You can follow Mikey at Cigar Hustler. And you can follow myself at Florida Cigar Club underscore Mike on Instagram. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe on whatever provider you listen to the show at. Thanks for listening. You better run, you better do what you can.